So Luke chapter 5, 2017. I've got 2107 written here. <laughs> oh no. Ooh. It's a new year. Luke chapter 5. You know, whenever there's a new year, you always hear about fresh start, clean slate. Resolutions, new commitments. This year I'm going to do this and this and this, and I'm not going to do that, that and that. I'm going to go beyond all the excuses I made last year. I'm going to push past the limits that are on me that I've set on myself and that others have set on me. I'm going to experience new things. I'm going to achieve new things. And I'm like, yes, it's New Year. Next week, everyone's like, almost back to normal. No, no, we are going to experience new things. We are going to achieve greater things in this year, greater than we ever imagined. I just want to share a couple of things out of the, um, the life of Peter, okay? If you wanted a title, I'd call it Beyond the Limits. Beyond the Limits. So whatever limits you put on yourself, what are the limits people have put on you in this last year or years or decades or whatever, let's just make a, a commitment to the Lord. I'm going to go beyond the limits this year. In Luke chapter 5, this is a story about Peter. And he was a fisherman. And in this particular story, they'd been out fishing all night. And they had come in because they hadn't caught anything. They'd come back into shore. And there was two boats. Verse 2 says, Jesus um, saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. So their, their work is over. They're going home. They're going home disappointed. They're going home disappointed because they didn't make a catch that night. Verse 3, Jesus got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, Simon Peter, and asked him to put out a little from the land. He sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. So this is just a normal kind of story, okay? There's a multitude of people and there's nowhere really where Jesus can have a vantage point to speak. And so he says, Peter, give me your boat. Simon Peter, just give me your boat. So he gets in the boat and they go out from the shore a little bit and then he begins to speak to the people. Just a normal scene, okay? So Peter would have been thinking, okay, this shouldn't take too long, and then we can go home. But after he speak, finished speaking, this is what happens. Verse 4. Now when Jesus had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now this is where the story gets a bit unusual. Okay? Verse 5. Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. He didn't just say, look, um, we didn't catch anything. He made a point. We've worked hard. We toiled. We worked hard all night and we, the fishermen, caught nothing. But then he says, but nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Because I respect you, Jesus. Because I will honour you. 
Because I will actually humour you. I will. Because he would have thought, you know what, we'll just go out there, nothing will happen and we'll come back. So I'll just get home a bit later than usual. Alright? But because Jesus was asking, he said, I will do it. Verse 6. When they'd done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. So here they are out in the deep. And so they're yelling to their friends, Hey, guys, quick, come and help us. Our boat is beyond its limit. We've caught so many fish, we've got no room. We need you to come with your boat. They signaled with partners to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats, so they began to sink. <laughs> so now you've got two boats that are so full of fish that they're starting to sink. You know, that's really going beyond the limits of Peter's imagination. He could never have imagined this. He's the expert fisherman. This is his business. He didn't catch anything and he worked hard all night. And Jesus just gets in the boat and says, just go out there and put down the nets. And it's like a fish started jumping into the nets. It seems so easy with Jesus in the boat. Okay? So easy with Jesus in the boat. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. What was his sin? What was Peter's sin? What was Simon Peter's sin? We think of sin as murder and terrorism and rape and all these horrible things. But you know in the eyes of God, doubt and unbelief is a sin. And he repented of that sin. He said, forgive me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. How many times when we doubt God do we say, I'm a sinful person? We don't think we're sinning at all. But actually, in the eyes of God, are we? And we need to repent. We need to turn back our hearts to the Lord. Depart from me, I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. This was beyond the limits of their imagination. This was beyond the limits of logic for them. This was beyond the limits. And yet here it was happening. And they were right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of it. Because they obeyed what the Lord said, it didn't seem to make sense, but they did it anyway. He may have done it a little begrudgingly, but he did it anyway. And sometimes God will speak to you and I this year, and he will ask us to do things which don't seem to make sense, because we think we know better, or we think we've tried that before and it didn't work. But when we do it his way, when we obey what he says, he will bless us beyond our limits too. He will do things beyond what we could imagine. 
Isn't he awesome? And it was so simple and so easy to do. He wasn't asking Peter to do something he couldn't do. He didn't ask him to do something that was impossible. He asked him to do something that he did every day. Just went out in the boat. But he went out to a different place. He went out to the place that Jesus showed him to go. And sometimes in our workplace this year or at our school or uni or wherever, God is going to direct us to people in situations that we've been in before that seem ordinary, but something extraordinary is going to happen. Something amazing is going to happen. You know, walking with the Lord is not a mysterious thing. It is, but it's not. Sometimes it's so natural that we don't even recognise that God is in it. It's so natural when God speaks to us that sometimes we think it's not Him. Or sometimes we think, oh, it must be me. But it actually is the Lord speaking in a very natural way. When we follow Him, amazing things will happen. And so, of course, verse 10. So also, everyone was astonished. So was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. So his business partners were all amazed. You know, here's Simon Peter and his business partners, and they're all experiencing this amazing miracle, this miraculous catch together, beyond the limits of their understanding. They all experienced it together. You know, when you experience something individually with God, it's wonderful. But when you experience something together, it's even better. Like what you were saying, Sarai, you experience that individually. But we all experience that with you. And it's just awesome. It makes me want to cry because it's just so wonderful to experience things with other believers. It just causes your faith to blossom when you see the goodness of God. So Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. You will catch men. What does that mean? That, too, is beyond the limits of his understanding. I'm a fisherman. I catch fish. That's what I do. But Jesus is saying, from now on, you will catch men. And what do they do? Verse 11. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Not just Simon. Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. You will catch men. But by the time they got into the shore, it wasn't just Simon who forsook everything. He walked away from his business. Probably a thriving business. He walked away from it. But not only him, all his business partners as well. This so impacted this group of men. His obedience. He went beyond the limits of his own understanding. Went beyond the limits of what was logical. Obeyed the Lord. And not only was he blessed, but all those who were with him were blessed. They all went and followed the Lord. He went from being a simple fisherman to being one of the leaders of the early church. He went from being a fisherman to being a teacher of the Word of God, to seeing miracles happen. When his shadow, when he would walk down the street, sometimes when his shadow would pass, people would want to 
get in the shadow of Peter because they were being healed. I mean, not everyone has a shadow that heals. It was just like a one-time event. But it was a miraculous thing that God did through this simple fisherman and his simple obedience. He went beyond the limits. And you know, you might be sitting here thinking, you know what? I don't speak English very well. You might be thinking here, I'm not that smart. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I won't get that job. But God can take you beyond the limits of your logical thinking and your own understanding and do amazing things. Is it for you? No, it's for Him. And it's for all those around you that will be impacted and influenced. Amen? Let's go over. So Peter had to get in the boat with Jesus. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 14. Okay? Peter was in the boat to go beyond the limits. And now in Matthew chapter 14, it's like the reverse situation. Because boats were Peter's life. Boats were his life. His livelihood. When Jesus got in that boat, Peter's life, Peter's livelihood changed. Changed. And God deals with us in ways that we understand. If you're a businessman, he will communicate to you things in a business way. If you're a cook, <laughs> he has ways. If you're an artist or a singer, if you're into hospitality, whatever you're into, you're an engineer, God will help you by communicating to you in ways that you understand. In ways that you understand. Okay, Matthew chapter 14. This is a story where Jesus has just done one of those great miracles of feeding uh, multitudes of people. And uh, then he's gone away. This is the feeding of the 5,000. Then he goes away to get some time out. He says, I'm just going to go and spend some time with my father and pray. Verse 23. When Jesus sent the multitudes away, he went up on a mountain by himself to pray. And when evening had come, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea. Tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the water. Walking on the water. How could he possibly do that? Because when he came out from being with the Father, he was so full of the presence of God that what he did defied the natural. He was so in the spirit that he was able to walk on water. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. Verse 26, And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. Why would they say it's a ghost? It's dark. How can they see him? How can they see him? It's a ghost. He was glowing in the dark, basically. You seen those glow sticks? He was glowing in the dark. Why? Because the presence and the glory of God was so on him when he'd been in the place 
of prayer and communion with his Father. When you commune with God, God's presence and God's glory comes on you. When we have communion at the end of the service, God's presence and God's glory comes upon us. We may not see each other going in the dark, but I'm telling you, when you are open and sensitive to these things, and you have faith for these things, what happen? There's nothing impossible to those who believe. So here is Jesus walking on the water. Everyone's freaking, ah, it's a ghost. Verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. So he spoke to all of them. He said, Hey guys, it's okay. It's me. Don't be afraid. No skip. Verse 28. And Peter answered him. All the others just stood there. They didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to do. This is beyond the limits of their understanding. Am I dreaming? What's happening here? It's Jesus. And he's walking on the water. Whoa, this is beyond the limits of my small mind to comprehend. What is going on here? Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So Peter, okay, Jesus, if it's really you, just tell me to come out there too. Now this was not Jesus' idea. This was not Jesus' idea. This was Peter's idea. He's just seen Jesus do something that's beyond the limits of understanding and suddenly he gets into this really weird faith zone himself. He's saying, okay, Jesus, if it's really you, tell me to come out there. Why would he do that? Why would he do that? It's pretty thing, well, you know what? Jesus can do it, I can do it. So Jesus said to me, verse 29, come. One word, that's all he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. See, before, Jesus had to get in the boat for Peter to go beyond the limits. This time, Peter had to get out of the boat to go to Jesus, to go beyond the limits. We need to know when do we need to be in the boat and when do we need to get out of the boat. Sometimes people just stay in the boat and just they're spectators. They didn't experience what Peter experienced. He was the only one who went beyond the limits. He said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to get out. Come on. Okay. And he got out of the boat. But then verse 30. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. So, you know, he wasn't afraid to step out of the boat. Hey, here I am. This is great. 
kicked in and his limitations began to say, hey, you can't do this. You can't do this. Look, look, look. And sometimes we look at our situation and sometimes we listen to things that pe people have said and we begin to sink down. We were walking on water. We were doing great. And then we thought, hey, I can't do this. I'm not really qualified to do this. And then we begin to sink down. And things that people have said about us pull us down. Things that we see others do, say, oh, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I can't do this. We begin to sink. We begin to sink down. We've all had that sinking feeling, haven't we? You've been going along okay, and then you see something or you hear something, and it pulls you down or it brings you down. But Jesus was there. He wasn't in the boat. He was out the boat this time. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him. Those who were in the boat worshipped him after they saw what had happened. Peter worshipped him by getting out of the boat. You know, you want to worship the Lord? You want to serve the Lord? Get out of the boat. When everyone else is sitting there safely, too scared to do anything, get out of the boat. Sometimes that's the greatest act of service and worship that you can do. It's just say, Lord, if it's you, I trust you no matter what. No matter what the storms are, no matter what's happening around me, I'm going to trust you. I'm getting out of this boat. And I'm going to Jesus. And he was there. He was there to save the day. And what happened? They worshipped him saying, truly, you are the Son of God. You know, when you step out in the will of God, we don't have to be afraid of pride or anything like that. When you step out, God will get the glory. You know, they didn't go, wow, Peter, that was awesome. What did it feel like? They just said, Jesus, you are the Son of God. Jesus was the one who was walking on the water. Jesus was the one who reached down and saved their buddy from drowning. Saved the boss, actually, from drowning, probably. You know? Don't be afraid to go beyond your limits. We've all got limits. But we've all got dreams that go beyond that. Dream big dreams. Believe God for great things. Ask him for crazy stuff like Peter did. Lord, if it's you, tell me to get out of the boat. That was Peter's idea. Sometimes we're too scared to ask God for things. Sometimes we're too scared to pray for things because it seems too big. Well, it probably is for us, and that's the good thing. If it's impossible for you, then it's possible for God. He is the God of the impossible. You know, even when he realised that he could drown, he didn't run to scrambling back to the boat. What did he say? He said, Lord, save me. 
He didn't swim back in his own strength. He probably could have. He didn't swim back to safety in his own strength. He said, Lord, save me. He looked to Jesus to save him. Don't go swimming back or don't go running back to the safe place. Look to the Lord to save you and lift you up because he's ever-present help in time of need. So as we look at this, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. What limits, what's limiting us? You know, why did Peter get out of the boat when no one else would? Were they afraid? Yes, they were. Were they afraid of failing? Were they afraid of what people would think? What limits us from going beyond where we are right now? Is it because we don't have enough time? Is it because we don't have enough faith? Is it because we don't have enough money? You know, God will always provide for those who are committed to him, for those who believe him for miracles. He will do them. We need to give him the time. We need to give him the attention so we know what is going on and what he's requiring of us. We want to have maximum impact and great success in our lives. We need to get in the boat with Jesus. And if he's not in the boat, we need to get out of the boat and go to him. Father, I pray for each one tonight, whatever limits we've put upon ourselves, or whatever limits others have put upon us, that you would remove every restriction, that you would remove all fear. You may not understand everything that you require, but Lord, if we obey you, miracles will happen. If we believe you, miracles will Miracles will happen.